0: you're listening to the Travel Geniuses podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 46, and I'm talking to Michelle Woodson Howell about how she sells group travel and how you can too. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Um, I have a really exciting episode for you today. I've been wanting to do this for months and months, if not years from the first time I heard Michelle speak about her group program and the course that she put together to help agents repeat what she has done in their own businesses. So um, I'm super, super excited to share this one with you. Just a couple of quick notes before I jump into the interview. Um, I do think this is a really phenomenal way to grow your business and a great opportunity for a lot of you. But like with everything, it's not going to be for everyone. So I don't want you to listen to this episode and jump into it thinking it's going to be the magic solution for your business when it's not really something that you um, want to do and that fits your personality. So just think about that before you jump in. Um, I always want to be mindful of that because that's something I see happen a lot where people push a marketing tactic or something and they act as if it's for everybody and everybody should be doing it. And I really don't believe that. So I don't want you to ever have that feeling when you're listening to one of my shows. However, I do think it's a really exciting, um, an exciting option for some of you if it's the right fit for you. Uh, also, I will have links to Michelle's programs and her Facebook group in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. I'm trying something new. I'm hoping they'll show up in your um podcast player in your phone when you're listening to this. So check down there to see if the links are there. Otherwise, they will be at travelgeniuses.com slash episode 46. And um, you'll find um, all the links to everything mentioned in the show down there. So that's it. I am excited for you to listen to this one. And I can't wait to hear what you think. Enjoy. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me. I remember hearing you on you had done a webinar or something with GIF. I was both. so interested and I thought it was such a brilliant strategy <laughs> and a brilliant way to run your business. And then you had this course and yes. so, yeah, I just thought it was a really important thing to share with my listeners too. So that if this is something I know a lot of agents want to do groups, but they don't know how to get started. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I think your course will go a long way in that. So awesome. And I appreciate you
1: giving me this opportunity as well. Chris. No, I'm super
0: excited. So why don't we start and we'll just go over quickly, if it's a short story, how you got started
1: in the travel business in the first place. So I got started in the travel industry because I grew up in the diplomatic corps and so I've traveled all my life. My my parents uh, were diplomats and so later on... um, as an adult I would always help plan people's trips but I wasn't an agent at the time so I later decided that was the thing to do because I was so well traveled and then when I approached it from the business standpoint as you know Christy I came to realize that travel as a consumer is very different from travel as a business Mm -hmm. so uh, I started it in like 2004 and 2005 and had to just learn the ropes. And that's really how I got started. I didn't have a host agency to begin with. I was part-time to begin with for the first eight years. Um, but I later found a host once I knew what that was. And, you know, there's so many opportunities today for agents to get help in almost any aspect and every aspect of their business, including coaching and, and your great podcast. But when I started, you know, back in the early 2000s, a lot of that wasn't there. And agents had to really just kind of figure it out themselves. So that's really how I got started.
0: Yeah, that's a lot like my story too. I started soon after nine eleven, and Ooh. there was no, there were no resources out there. I had to just kind of, I did have a host agency, but they didn't provide training or anything. They mm. told me I had to have Sabre. <laughs> like here, get yes. Sabre. Good luck. <laughs> and I was like, what? I literally cried over Sabre, but yeah. <laughs> I don't like there, Sabre either. There was Not a fan. No
1: help then. So Right. right. There know. wasn't help, right? No. You had to wasn't. figure out all aspects of your business yourself.
0: Yep. And you had to kind of at least when I started, you almost didn't want to admit that you were independent or home based, like because you Yes, because we were looked at, at
1: as that, like so. the stepchildren. That mm-hmm. is correct. Yeah. You're right. We and um and, and we even had to figure out, well, you know, how do we say it? So I say I work from a home office, yep. you know, I, but you're right. But then over the years, those numbers, I think, flipped Yep as far they as home-based versus um, storefront. Mm-hmm. But you're right. In the beginning, um, I don't think the home-based channel was taken seriously, but now we are. Mm-hmm. Now we're it. They better take us seriously. Exactly. Now we are, <laughs> especially today with where we are with COVID. Yes. That's how these travel suppliers are going to get back going is through us initially. Yep. That is a good point. They definitely need us now. They do. And suppliers real, um, consumers realize that as well when this whole debacle happened. If you didn't have a travel advisor helping you, you were on hold for hours. You had to figure this all out yourself. Whereas, Your, you know, we helped all of our clients, even though we, at the time, weren't getting paid. Yep. You sat on hold for them. So... Yeah. So I've seen a lot of articles out saying, you know, especially now in this environment, you want a travel advisor. So I think we'll come out stronger at the other end of this. Yep. So you, you started as
0: home-based or uh, you had a home office, but is it, was it a pretty traditional, like you were just booking for individual clients when you first started, correct?
1: Correct. Yes. When I first started, Christy, I was doing what I called onesies and twosies. Uh, you may have remembered, heard me say, and that's what I call one and, and two couples at a time. Um, I've always had kind of the same demographic of upscale boomers and seniors, but um, I didn't really have to have a strategy. And I was booking people like, you know, one and two at a time, just, just individual travel. And that was growing my business at a snail's pace. I would say back when I started focusing on groups in 2012, it was a, um, not 2012, I'm sorry, 2013, it was a um, group coaching program I went through. I was probably only booking in sales then I'd say 200 to 250,000 a year, which was nothing. Um, So yeah, that's what it looked like at that time. And I didn't have one group. I had never done a group before. Wow. So you took a, you did a
0: coaching program with somebody- and started doing or focusing on groups at that
1: point? Is that well, we I was in a group coach, coaching program and we had a um, retreat, I guess you could say, at a mastermind in Jamaica. And the irony of it is that my mother's family's from Jamaica. So for this t- major turning point in my business to happen in Jamaica Aww. was very, very apropos for me. I, yes. I just really love the symbolism of that. that so we went. Chills. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) And I was at um, one, and my mom has passed away some years ago now, but it was just very, very appropriate. So we were at Sandals um, in Westmoreland there. What is that? I don't know what they call it now. They've changed the name a few times, but we were there at Sandals for our mastermind and they did uh, just like a, a, a brief overview of of different ways to, to, to do groups and to get groups. And one of them was through joint ventures. But it was very, you know, it was vague. It didn't really give you all the details in between, but gave you the general gist of partnering with another business. And Christy, I am not kidding you. The light bulb went off and I literally saw it. I saw the light bulb. Mm. At I was, we were sitting at tables and I, I immediately, I, I was listening intently and the light bulb went off for me and I said, that's it. That's how I'm going to grow my business is with these joint venture groups partnering with businesses. I had no idea how I was going to do it, and, uh, but I was very excited about it. And my husband had accompanied me on the trip. We traveled together, and he's in the business with me. And I couldn't wait to get back to the room to tell him what had happened and that this is what we were going to do. I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So then what did you, how long did it take you to kind of come up with your plan and start selling group travel? So
1: we came home. And I took the entire month of October, we got back the first few days into October, and I took the entire month to figure out, I had to fill in all of the, the empty spaces mm-hmm. on how this was going to happen and um, come up with a system. So it took a, a, a month for me to figure out how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to you know, acquire these groups? So I, it took me a month to, to figure it out. And
0: then, and have you just been focused on groups ever since then, or do you still do the onesies and twosies?
1: That's a great question. I love that question. (laughs) Um, I do both. I do not recommend only doing groups because you, our groups, it's about, I'd say a year and a half to two years from the time you plan it to the time they go. And that's a long time to wait to get paid, even if you charge a fee. So I definitely still absolutely do individual travel. And what I recommend is you just layer in start with focusing on just getting one group and, you know, get that group going and then add a second group like that. But uh, we definitely still do um, individual travel. But it's the same demographic for the groups, just individual. Here's a, a quick uh nuggets that i'll give you i'll give your listeners actually when you acquired the group focus on the people who spend the most get the highest suites do the um meet and greet ask you to book private tours they you know want to do the pre and post and focus on those people for their individual travel because you'll make more money for your um roi And as, you know, as far as commission. So from there, when you book the group, you can put them on your marketing list because now they're your clients. So as you're marketing to them, really focus on the ones who are, you know, spending more. Okay. So you're saying when you do the group, when you say
0: focus on the ones who are like booking the suites and the private tours, you mean with your marketing afterwards?
1: No, I'm saying, okay, let's say that the group trip we're doing, Christy, is... Let's, let's say, let's take the Oceana trip that I just, that had to cancel in May, right? I (laughs) know. I know. We had 32 people booked on a, it's a vineyard we partner with in Maryland, um, outside of Washington, D.C. And we had 32 people booked on an Oceana Mediterranean cruise. So once as those people are booking into the group with us, right. I, they're obviously my clients now and I can put them on my marketing lists, mm-hmm. like for like my easy, I can yeah. put them on my easing list. Like, you know, like that I can put them on my send out cards and market to them for their birthday and their anniversaries. So what I'm saying is, The people in that group who book the higher suites, the penthouse suites, Mm -hmm. the concierges, the ones who ask me, hey, Michelle, can you do um, a post-cruise trip for us in Greece for a week? And we'd love to do a private cooking class. Do you see what I mean? Those people who are asking you to do all of those other things, hyper-focus on them for their additional trips, because that's not the only trip they take Mm -hmm. in the year. Yep. So that's what I mean. You want to also get their individual business. That's
0: really brilliant because we talked about this earlier, but I have seen you do a webinar about this before and that I didn't really think about that. It not only is this a moneymaker for your business, but it can also help you grow your business outside of just the groups as well. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. With ideal clients too,
1: not just. Exactly. Don't approach the ones who are booking the least expensive ones in the group, like the inside and the ocean view, uh, guarantee. But but there are going to be quite a few that are booking um, the upper suites and you know asking you to do all these things. Hyper focus on them in an extra way in your in your marketing because they are taking two three time uh, trips a year. One of them will be in the group. but they're doing other travel with that, and you can try and capture some of that business.
0: That's, that's amazing.
1: That's why I had you on the show. (laughs) You're smart. Um, We do both. We don't just do the groups at all. Are you kidding me? No, (laughs) do both and your business will grow exponentially. But one thing I'll say, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Yep if it was easy everybody would be doing it and it wouldn't exactly yeah. but once you get your first group wow it it gets a lot easier and that group becomes on goes on like autopilot and they they get it and see how, how this all comes together how did you get your first
0: group was it like did you how many did you have to approach first you remember
1: those oh of course okay. i do yes um that's another good question Um, okay, so I was back in the States now because my movie had gone to my beloved Jamaica and I'm taking the whole month of October and I'm thinking, okay, how do I do this? So the first thing I did, Christy, because people ask me this a lot is, did you send this by regular mail with stamps and an envelope and printing papers or not? The answer is no. I did mine by email only. And I still recommend that because one, the cost Two, you have no idea what they do with it when they get it. It's probably going to end, end up in the trash, not even opened. Mm-hmm. Um, where well, at least if you do it by email, you have a record of when you sent it. Did the email bounce back because it's no good? Did they respond? What did they say? Who responded? Um, And, and it, the most of the cost is your time. So I did it by email. So what I did is um, I suggest that you start with what you are passionate about, what you love, because you're going to have to research this. What type of businesses are you going to approach? You can't approach everybody because there's so many businesses. So start with what you're passionate about. What do you love? What would you do if you weren't getting paid? So I am a foodie and a wine lover. You know, I love music, all kinds of music. But remember, we're talking about putting trips together. So from that standpoint, I love classical music and I love art. So obviously there's a lot of trips and groups we can put together there. So if I focused on the wine part of it, all of the other things are also a a profile of someone who likes those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So I focused on vineyards, wineries, wine bars, and those types of businesses within, I would say, a three-hour drive radius of where we live. Okay. So that's how I started And as I far as so- my research. That's
0: a really good point to talk about starting with what you love because I did attempt this a little bit before, like years before I had heard your story and I went to a couple of wine bars and things to try and get something going. I didn't even drink wine at the time. I didn't know anything about (laughs) wine. It's just everybody kept telling me like, oh, there's so much money in wine groups and that i is. think agents get sidetracked a lot because of those that like they hear somebody Yeah, boring. but if you don't
1: enjoy wine yeah. it's not going to work. You have to at least be able to speak their
0: same language. I remember they yes. asked me something about Oregon and i was like, "Oh, do they grow wine grow grapes <gasps> and make Oregon wine in Oregon? Some amazing like, oh, no.
1: wine." And Washington state, oh my gosh, you guys have some wonderful wine up in Oregon.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but you're right,
1: it has to be something (laughs) you enjoy and you're passionate about because you're going to spend a lot of time doing this, Mm -hmm. and then from there, you can branch out to other things. Yeah,
0: I I think I don't know if you do this, but I'm, I'm sure you do. I mean, you're planning like special tours and activities for the group that relate to what they're interested in,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and you can't really do that if you don't know what they would be interested in, if you're not part of that sort of fan club. So, yeah, I think that's-
1: Well, no, it's kind of like this. Okay. In in my case, I know I am a wine lover, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I am looking for other vineyards and wineries to partner with based on certain criteria that I come up with, and let's say I find one, I know the people who are part of that vineyards wine club are going to be like-minded. Yeah, because the common denominator there is the is the vineyard is the business. Yeah, do do you so, see what I mean? It, yeah, yeah.
0: So you went to in a three hundred mile radius. Yeah, a
1: three hour. three hours. Driving, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I had to drive, or if my, or like what I say, if my husband Mark had to drive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how far would we be willing to go? And I said yeah. three hours is the absolute max for driving. Could because you, you they probably want to meet in, in person. For mm-hmm. three, oh yeah, time. so you were thinking. So that. I researched businesses within that distance, within certain criteria that I that I had for mm-hmm. what would qualify as, as you know a, a good group potentially. Yeah. Okay. And I I, saw, I ranked them by stars. One, two, three, four. Four was, because uh, you're not going to reach out. I, I had a list of 40 businesses uh-huh. that I found that were good, viable options. But then I ranked them up to four stars. And the ones with four stars, I reached out to first. You okay. don't want to reach out to all 40 at one time. Yeah.
0: I was gonna ask you what which ones you reached out to first, because my instinct would be to go for the one star so that if I make a mistake, like wrong
1: I can fix it before I get to the four star. Wrong. You go straight to the best options, the four stars, the one you want to absolutely partner with first. Okay. In fact, I never even got to, to really approaching the one stars, but I, I approached the four stars first and then worked my way down and then ironically to answer your question the, the business i ended up partnering with for my our very first one happened to be 30 minutes away from me i had it was a wine bar in maryland i had no idea they were even there christy and which was amazing and uh, like i say so they weren't a vineyard they were a wine bar which is just as good and another um, giveaway that this they were interested is they responded within 20 minutes of me sending my email. Wow! And but here's a caution: most people are not going to respond to you. Mm-hmm. So I do, I want to dampen everyone's spirits right now. Ninety nine percent of the people you reach out to, you're either not going to hear from, or they will say no. Mm-hmm. But. You don't need them to say yes because you don't have the bandwidth or staff for them all to say yes. Yep. You just need one, only one to say yes. And you will. It's, it is statistically impossible for everyone to say no. Mm-hmm. You will ultimately get to someone who says yes. So just get through the no's and, and you'll get there. Yep. And um, they responded within 20 minutes and we went back and forth and they booked. It was hugely successful. Very cool. Yeah. And it's important not to give
0: up when you're getting those no's in the beginning either. I think a lot of people right. after two or three no's will be like, oh, this must not be for me. this was not a great idea. You know, it won't That's work right. in my area, whatever yeah. excuses people have, but
1: um, yeah. And I've had advisors reach out to me and say, you know, you know, I, I sent the emails and it didn't work. And I said, well, how many emails did, did you send? did you send? And they said about five. <laughs> like are you kidding me I sent 40 emails and follow-up emails yeah you know so that first email and then seven to ten days later a follow-up email mm-hmm. a, a, a more abbreviated shorter version of the first email and um, that's what's in my modules and um, that's it and, and then go on to the next and make notes of all of this that you know when you reach out to them you know the first time and then the second time so that say six months later, come circle back. But you can look and say, oh, okay, yes, I did reach out to them six months ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when you do it by mail, it's harder to track all of that. Yeah, It's a lot easier by email and it costs you only your time. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about that
0: first group and what that was like. And I mean, I'm kind of leading you into, I'm sure it was a good experience because now you really are focusing on that a lot. So how yes. did that, that first group and then what came after, how did that
1: change your business for you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. How did it change my business? It's unbelievable. Okay. So like I said, it's the wine bar. Now I recommend advisors focus on small to medium sized businesses that are still family owned and operated. Stay away from corporate Mm -hmm. you know, large chains. There's too many layers and they're just not interested, especially today in this environment. So keep in mind, a lot of this was done pre-COVID, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So the vineyard, uh, not vineyard, I'm sorry, the wine bar, once they said, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Since it's a wine trip, I suggest for the very first one, look at either Bordeaux. I look at river cruising and small ship ocean cruising primarily for the mm-hmm. trips I do and, and escorted tours in that order. So this was going to be a river cruise. We did Bordeaux. We did uh, Uniworld and um, it's a really great itinerary, especially for, for red wine lovers. Bordeaux, uh, I'm sorry, Burgundy and Provence is also a really good one. So once they finished the new Year, um, New Year's and, and the holiday, The vineyard, uh, the wine bar rather, announced a meeting at the wine bar to um, talk about the trip and announce the trip and say, this is what we're going to do. And this is our child advisor, Michelle. She's going to tell us more about the trip. And I did an in-person meeting at the uh, wine bar after, and I talk about this in in the modules and, and give them the steps. And the owner obviously has to send out an email to their database, inviting people And I do the presentation and I talk in the modules about what I have at the presentation and and all of that. And anyway, people start to sign up literally that night, Christy, that night. Advisors go prepared, mentally and otherwise and psychologically for people to sign up that night and you're going to guide them in that direction and then from that night until when you leave it's a slow drip 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 until uh people leave so ultimately let's see 40 people signed up uh four canceled, so 36 actually ended up going on the river cruise wow yeah, that's so of course, I- two of those were the husband and wife who own it. So yeah. 34 were paying, but not bad. I was yeah. very pleased. And so you give
0: the TC credits or a free trip to the business owners then?
1: Yes. And we did not go on that cruise with them. Because okay. I know uh, agents, advisors want to know that as well. We did not go on that cruise with them. But yes, uh, we give them the TCs. Yeah. Do you ever because, go? You know, we went one time. That's a good question. Um Here's why I don't work. so much recommend it. Yes, and it, there's a fine line between you, know, you as just the participant on the trip and the, and the advisor. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, what I really found as a more of a bigger reason why we don't go, that Vineyard I told you we partner with outside of Washington, D.C., We they do a trip with us pretty much every year now, and they did a wine cruise in 2018 and I don't know if you remembered, but Air France was striking a lot oh. back then, especially at the last minute. And here we were, literally the night before they were to come back, having to reroute people and get them yep. home because Air France was striking and the trains were striking. Do you remember that? Vaguely, the, yes. Yeah, there were strikes um, that for, for uh, Air France and for... For the rail. So I realized if we are on the trips with them, it makes it a lot harder for us to be available for them. So when I told the vineyard, look, when you guys take trips, it's best for us to be here to be of service to you. They really, really Mm -hmm. seem to like that. So we tend to not really travel with them because we have found instances where we need to help them with, you know, with travel, things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point that I wouldn't have thought of. Until I was there somewhere and something happened. Exactly.
1: And it's much harder <laughs> for you to help when you're there with them. Yeah. And you look so much more as far as your value, you know, when you're mm-hmm. here helping them out. Because yep. when they're in Europe, it's still earlier for us. Yes. Which gives me extra time.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then do you, so you give them the TC credits. Do you give them any other incentive
1: to- Good question. Them- yes. yes. Yeah. I pay my group leader. Okay. Because let's face it, these are business owners, right? And let me ask you something, Christy. Let's say you owned uh, a successful wine bar or vineyard and I approached you. And the only thing I was offering you to leave your successful vineyard or wine bar for, say, 10 days, roughly. uh, And the only thing I was offering you was a free uh, stateroom and nothing else. Would you go? Probably not. (laughs)
0: Okay, I would rather I, just I, buy my own way and then be able to relax. And you're
1: honestly. a very smart lady because traveling with your clients, there's probably some work involved, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if I said, "Chrissy, not only will you travel complimentary, and I give them the other, you know, three major benefits of them doing this, as far as what's in it for them, that I pound and pound and pound in you in the in my modules." <laughs> Then I also say, but if I also give you an incentive, and I don't say give you a portion of my commission. Mm-hmm. I don't say that. I am basically paying them per person booked. Okay. So, yes, I am giving them back a portion of my commission, but that's not the way that I am phrasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, yes, I, I, I am paying them. So if you knew you could then, you know, earn some funds at the end of this, in addition to the other benefits, it it now looks differently. Yes. It's a mutually beneficial win-win arrangement. It's a revenue share. I call it a revenue share. That's a fancy way to say you're going to get a portion of my commission. Mm -hmm. But I just say it's a revenue share. And, um, you know, I just give them a portion of it. And you have to, as the advisor, have to figure out how much is is fair and that will still keep you profitable and make them happy. That's why you start with trips that have a higher commission, that they're going to pay you. Yeah. Are you able to
0: charge fees to the guests on these groups or do you, I guess you could if you wanted,
1: but you know, that's a good question. I could, if I wanted, um, I will tell you, I know advisors who have my modules, they're doing groups and they charge fees with, they even charge (laughs) the business owner hosting the trip. Wow! I, I know, I know of some advisors doing that. I don't do that. I don't Charge a fee. Mainly keep in mind, Christy, I've been focusing on groups for about seven years now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these people have been traveling on these groups with us for a while. Yep. When I wasn't charging a fee then. But here's what I do. Anything they add over and above the main group trip, which is usually a cruise, Mm -hmm. then yes, I'm charging them a fee for that extra stuff. Does that...
0: Yeah, that's a nice compromise. That's a good. Yes,
1: that is a good compromise. And a lot of times, a lot of them do do that. They want to, you know, the cruise ends in Greece and then they want to spend an extra week, week and a half in Greece or fly from Greece to, you know, Italy or Spain and do some more things that I will charge them a fee for. Yes. Okay. So, and those are the clients that I say you should focus on for individual travel.
0: Yes. Try and encourage them to be your clients ongoing after that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, We'll get into your course in just a second, but before we do, I do want to cover, how do you think, I know none of us know what life post COVID is going to look like, Mm, especially in travel, but how do you think this will affect your groups? And are you able to, so somebody listening today, Decides yes. this sounds really interesting to them and they take your course. Can they start planting those seeds now
1: or is it too early? No, it is not too early because, like I said, our trips travel, uh, our groups travel around 18 months or, or planned, I should say, 18 months to two years in advance. So, absolutely, you okay, should be yeah. booking that now. Now is the time for you to be doing 2021 22. Um, groups Actually, okay. you, probably 2022, I would say. Mm-hmm. You'll be lucky if you find space for 2021 now. Because yeah. remember, a lot of people who had booked in 2020 are now all moved to 2021. Mm-hmm. A yes. lot of people are holding future cruise credits
0: yeah, and, yeah. And,
1: and are going to use them next year. So that's, you know, going to... Suck up a lot of potential group space, so now you you know you, you're lucky with what's left for there. But yes, look at 2022. I've seen some cruise lines that have 2023 out.
0: Mm-hmm. Are
1: business owners
0: receptive right now to that, or does it just depend on the industry? I mean, I guess the wine oh,
1: <laughs> this wow, is doing. That's a good right question. I think honestly, right now it's going to be a little tough to do that, but here's what you can do, especially, you know, depending on the advisories and the level of experience they have in the industry. Now's the time to brush up on groups, decide, Mm -hmm. okay, if I do groups, what kind of groups am I going to do? And start getting that research done. Start Mm -hmm. looking at businesses. You know, some businesses may not even still be in business, right? Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't hurt to at least get that done. Don't wait until everything opens back up again. Yeah. You know, what are some like, examples? Is it time to approach them right now? Probably not. What uh, What do you think? I
0: I kind of think it would depend on what your niche is or what type yeah. of business is. Because, like okay. I said, like vineyards and stuff and wine bars. Everybody's drinking right now, so they're they probably are. Yes. in good financial shape. And like <laughs> it feels right. always in the travel industry when things like this happen because we're always hit. Like it's never you know, oh, there might be some financial thing that happens or some world catastrophe that Mm -hmm. hits certain industries. It Mm -hmm. always hits travel, 100%. We're the first thing people give up when they're strained financially. Um, So it's kind of easy sometimes to feel like the whole world feels like we do. But the truth is that there are people still whose businesses are fine and who are still Mm – Feeling okay during all of this. Um, So, yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I think that's, you know, that's a a really good point. And the group, for instance, that I had (laughs) that had to be had to cancel in May, they simply booked to May of 2021. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, they did. So, you know, I can still reach out to those people and say, are you going to join us for the 2021 trip? And if not, can I help you with your FCC to book something else? Mm -hmm you know, if the dates don't work for them for the, um, the new cruise date in 2021. So. Yeah.
0: So what are some other niches or types of of travel that you have seen agents be successful with?
1: Okay. Um, all right. Let me tell you another group that we do partner with another business rather, although it's still on the drinking end. We partner with a, Whiskey distillery. I've heard a lot about that recently. (laughs) uh, In Delaware, um, they did their first group trip with us. Now, keep in mind for whiskey and scotch, these group sizes are smaller. Mm -hmm. You're talking more, you know, I'd say 20 is the max instead of the minimum. Mm -hmm. Usually that's my minimum. That's probably the max for whiskey and um, scotch, but it's so much fun. So they did their first trip last July. It was a whiskey tour of Ireland, and that's a land tour. That's not a cruise. And then they're already booked before COVID happened for next July for a scotch whiskey tour of Scotland. And I don't even drink whiskey. Yeah. But um, my gosh, how fun is that? And that's totally custom. I worked directly with CIE tours to come up with something and it worked. Worked very well, and when you do that, those tend to be net rates, which is a totally different uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. So, other types of trips, I there's this one agent. She's so creative, and she did Christy. She um, does curling. You know, the sport oh, curling? wow. I know, right? She's in a curling club because she herself curls. She and her husband. Uh, well, I know she does. I can't remember if her husband curls. And of course, with the Olympics that happened not too long ago, it was perfect timing. And I think she knows the gentleman, I don't know his name, that won like one of the medals. So she does. She wow. and her husband do uh, groups um, with their curling club. Now, because you can do social groups. Mm-hmm. or affinity groups i do affinity right which is mm-hmm. uh like you know like-minded people traveling together as far as like through a business though mm-hmm. she did, she's doing this as a social group do you see what i mean so she's friends. a member of that so mm-hmm. she does i think that's so cool so yep. they did a um curling group um oh, for mm-hmm. them um i know uh, i know several people who do wine i'm trying to think um Religion,
0: religious groups, I'm sure. Or
1: have I heard? Um, I can give a couple of the suggestions, though. I would, if I had a group to approach, um, a Paul Gauguin cruises doing, uh, is that scuba diving that I'm thinking of or, or snorkeling? Which one am I thinking of? Is it scuba diving? Um, you, you can do, do both area? there. Mm-hmm. And, and there are clubs, scuba diving clubs. And I think a Paul Gauguin cruise would be yep. a great idea you know for that because people have to really think outside the box. Mhm. And that's why it's important to
0: enjoy the thing you're trying to pr- like Yes, The type of group you're trying to work with because you want in- all- Initially,
1: yes. Yeah. Initially, yes. Like that lady who I told you who she's in the curling club. Yeah.
0: I just think it's, I always tell people like everybody thinks they have to have this big, just in general for their business, this big niche, like families, you oh. know, that's a massive group. And I'm like, you can pick something. hers like, That is, oh. super hers yeah. is super specific. Hers
1: is super specific. I don't know
0: if you remember happy vacations, but they started as a, they went out of business during the 2008, 2009 downturn, but um, they were one of my favorite suppliers to Hawaii and they um, started selling. Uh, square dancing trips to Hawaii. Ah,
1: okay. <laughs> Like, talk about a random... Yeah. That is random. Now, one thing I, I always have to remind advisors, though, that keep in mind that you, you really want to make sure you're sticking with trips that are paying you a, a hefty commission. hmm yes. You know, so sometimes if someone comes to me and starts talking about a trip on, say, anything below an upper premium cruise line, I just remind them that the commission's not there. Yeah. Because the math has to work.
0: Hmm.
1: you know and yeah. that's you have to literally back into this
0: yeah is there a like a personality type or a something that you look for in agents that we, when you see it you're like oh they're gonna do well or something that you know maybe they you think is a sign that they won't or does this work for everybody
1: that's a that's a really wow you you do ask good questions i okay. would say <laughs> no you do um this is definitely, a type of agent who I see that does well is someone who takes action quickly, mm-hmm. who takes the information I give them and acts upon it, doesn't, what's it, analysis paralysis? It doesn't yep. sit there and analyze it every which way and, 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 and hem and haw and then a year later they haven't budged. Yep. so but as far as the type of agent, I would say who this would not work for, I'm not sure if that's what you mean yes is a, a couple of groups, one agents who are looking for something quick mm-hmm. That's not going to work because I already explained group trips are a good 18 months to two years in advance that they're planned. Mm-hmm. So that can't be, that's not going to be very quick. It's going to take time. I, I, I compare it to giving birth, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's almost what it's like. And you yep. babysit this child for, you know, one to two years. And then eventually it happens. So it's not for someone who's looking for something really quick. It's also not for someone who takes re- who doesn't like rejection and takes it personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you take it personally that these people aren't getting back to you, or they did and they said no, and after the fourth no, you're like, forget this. This isn't going to work. This is not for you. Yeah. I welcomed my no's because I know that was one no closer to that yes that I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I didn't take it personally at all, but some people do, they can't handle it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are good points. I've heard of people making a, like a list, like a challenge almost where their goal is to get to 50 no's and chances are they're (laughs) not going to get there, but it just turns it into like, you're not really looking forward to the no's, but you just know it's getting you one step closer closer to to your
1: goal Mm -hmm. yes that's exactly right so those people it won't work for it probably won't won't work for an agent who is brand brand new i mean like you know a year or two and still trying to figure this all out Mm -hmm. but other than that i i would say it is it is for anyone I, i think it's especially for an agent who's been at it for a few years and it's still not happening yet with your agency you're kind of in the same spot this is what's going to inject it because think about it you're getting f- like what 20, 30, 40 new clients at a time,
0: yeah, yep, right, yep.
1: And not, I mean, doing that's amazing work. Exactly. the work exactly. You're just repeating the same thing, yep. and they're not all the same people who are going to go on the next trip, even with the same group. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if, say, say, I don't know, 30 go on the first trip, maybe five of those are from the first. So you have, you know, 25, 30 new people. So you're constantly getting a large influx of people uh, in your group and like in your business. And like you said, you're just doing the same. groups are the easiest thing. You're doing the same thing over and over. Yep. You know, and, and, but at the same time, you're coming up with a plan to hyper-focus on the ones spending the most and you clearly see who they are. You see what they're, they're booking and come up with a strategy to mark mark market to them.
0: So why don't you tell me and everybody listening a little bit about your course and your modules. So what will they learn? Will this walk them through like the very first steps as far as finding the businesses to reach out to?
1: Um, Yes, I give them, because see, a lot of people like don't drink wine or like wine or don't even drink, like my husband doesn't drink at all. So yes, I give them other, well, it's only four modules to begin with. I don't want people to think, you know, that they're taking like a college course here. It is not hard. The Mm -hmm. first module really tells you my story and what makes me qualify to even give you this information. Um, The... Meat and potatoes of the program are modules two and three. I walk you through step-by-step step how the system I came up with. I give you the emails that I use, the follow-up emails that I use. Um, I also say if you want to do this as a fundraising mechanism, it's really the same concept, but you're just going to change the language. Um, I And I give them the documents that I use through the process Mm -hmm. okay and then the last module is more of a mindset thing because um the reason i say that christy um some people don't have a very good relationship with money Mm -hmm. and if you think about it now you're dealing with much larger numbers yep i'm you know for instance i told you when i first started doing this i was only booking around what 225 250 a year right Mm -hmm. now that's what you're booking per group. Yeah, and your commissions are instead of I don't know, you know, one thousand dollars or two thousand or eight hundred dollars, it's now thirty, forty, fifty thousand. So you're you you have to be comfortable dealing with those kinds of numbers. Some people aren't. aren't. I am. <laughs> I have no problem whatsoever. So some people. I the last module is is like a mindset mm-hmm. to let you know you deserve this success. Yep. I think what makes having the course also is that it's clearly there for you to go back to and refer to, but you also get access to me because there's a private Facebook page Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we, it's the agents who purchased it and we, you know, interact um, in there. We also do have, I have a public Facebook group that anybody can come on if they are, would like to, I'd love for you to join us. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Grow Grow your travel Um, business with joint venture partnerships I'll post do the link know? in the show notes yeah so so yeah yes the, yeah the one I sent you so please feel free to join us there that's just an open page for agents and we don't just talk joint ventures I just um post uh, these days with everything going on just current news and the travel industry and things we need to know but for those who do the purchase of my modules then there's that that private page and they do have uh, reasonable uh, access to me and not even just that i I don't mind if people email. Uh, email me directly, especially if I say, look, if you are close to getting a group or you think you are email me, let's, let's, let's work on this together so I can help, help you, you know, bring it over the finish line. Yeah. Cause once you get the first one done, the, the adrenaline shot that it gives you, you realize, Oh my goodness. It's just wash, rinse, repeat. And one thing I like about courses is not only
0: like the extra support and things that you get. So even, even if an agent could scour the internet and find all the answers that you provide in the course, there's some like, that's a waste of time. You're also, there's a lot of trial and error, which things that you read are going to work and which things aren't. And if you, like you said earlier, if you, if you follow the steps and just do what you're told, it will work <laughs> it <laughs> will so, work like that's the beauty of having a step when i started the podcast there was a course i took and yes i could have figured it all out on my own and with google but having all the steps there and just knowing okay here's you step are. 1 here's step 2 and just checking them off yes um that's really a recipe for success and i think one thing i try to teach all my listeners all the time is to stop spending so much time learning stuff and actually yes. do stuff instead. Wasting your, your time.
1: Yep. And that's a good point. I know a lot of agents who spend, who get have full-time jobs learning stuff. Yep. Yeah. And that's all they do, but that's their full-time job. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this and um, I purchased this gentleman's modules last year. Were uh, about for YouTube and mm-hmm. it's the same thing. He had the modules. It's plug and go. I don't want to waste my time doing the research he's already done. Yep. Okay. And like the emails I'm using today are not necessarily exactly the same as I did when I first started. I've made changes and and tweaks. Let someone else do the work so you can Mm -hmm. focus on getting your groups. Yep. It's like a growing recipe. your business.
0: Like if you're trying to cook cookies, bake cookies for the first time, and there are recipes out there that will tell you exactly what to do to make exactly. it work. Step but by step. you decide no, I'm just gonna <laughs> buy a bunch of ingredients and see what and, happens. And see what happens and I figure it out it. on my own.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's the same thing. If someone else has already been there and you know gone down that path, you know, I often say once I decided to do my modules, because when I first did it. My my first group, Christy, I said, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't believe this. My first check, <laughs> oh, I have to tell you this. I was with a host at the time. Obviously, I'm no longer with that host. I had a split. It was a 90-10 split. <gasps> no, wasn't it? No, no, no. <sighs> no, it was even worse. It was a 75-25 split. Oh. So it was even worse. Oh, I thought gosh. you meant they got 90% and you got- No, 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 no. They got 25. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. My first um, group, my commission was a little over $30,000 wow. for that one group, which was amazing. I'd never seen one commission check at that time for, yeah. you know, that much. <laughs> and um, my host at that time for their cut got almost $10,000. Wow. Ouch. That's when I realized, Okay. If I'm going to focus on groups, I need to be at a 100% option. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Because I do enjoy being hosted. I know people say, why are you with the host? That's a whole other podcast. I, I I enjoy it, you know, we're with Virtuoso. I just enjoy the benefits that come with it. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm not going to give away <laughs> yes. my, my I almost fell off my chair. So I immediately left that host. <laughs> Right yeah, away. No so yes, my first check was over thirty thousand commission, but after they took their cut, they took they got almost ten thousand. Wow. So you have to run your numbers and do your math. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's really hugely important. Yeah. If you for know, look at what your split is. If you have a split,
0: yep, that is a lot of money.
1: It's a lot of money. When I think about it, that could have paid for my assistant's salary yes. for a year. Yeah, or more. Wow. You know, so yeah, I didn't make that mistake again, (laughs) because I knew I was going to stay with this. After my first check, I began to take this very, very seriously. And after doing a few groups, I said, you know, if I'm having success with this, other agents would love to know. I just didn't have the time. And I said, I was going to do these, the modules, but I just didn't have time. I was very busy. So finally I stopped to do it. But yes, it's, you do that along with individual business, and your business will completely change that day in Jamaica at the sandals was the turning point for my business and completely changed it. Yeah. And I love that you can
0: can still see it. You know where you were and where you were sitting and
1: I can tell you who was at my table and they remember it as well. They they even will say, Yes, I remember looking at Michelle saying, Wow, you're really looking at this, aren't you? Yes, I absolutely I can visualize the ballroom. We were sitting closer to the, I guess you could say the entrance of the ballroom. Yes, I remember everything. And I literally saw the, the light bulb go off. That's how you're gonna do it. And don't stop doing your individual business. Do both together. Yeah, it's an
0: amazed like to not have, I can't think of another way to say it, but not have all your eggs in one basket. So if exactly. something were to happen and and groups fall apart, like right now, now you're like two years out for your next group or a year. Whereas if you're doing, if you still have individual clients, you can still
1: kind of book them when things open up a little bit. So that's right. I explained to you in the beginning, if it were not for that group trip that even though it canceled, my commission was protected, you know, that's a little over $20,000 that I needed otherwise my income this year would have looked a lot more dismal so that really does help because remember you're dealing in a lot larger numbers so i didn't earn the bonus commission but i was still very grateful to receive what i did yes yeah you know so yes absolutely focus um on groups yeah and then if you have two in a year wow that's a really great year <laughs> Yes. two or three. Yeah. That's really, really great. Last year was a very good year. And let me tell you, Chrissy, it's because of focusing on these joint venture partnership groups that last year I made a million dollars in sales. And that uh-huh. was just, I now only had one group last year. Yeah. Because remember, you're also focusing on those individual higher spending people. Mm-hmm. So clearly not all that revenue is from groups. Yes. And what, what do
0: agents like I hear from agents all the time who just want to know, they're asking, how do I market my business? How do I market my business? This is marketing your business and making money in the process. Like you're finding new clients for with every group you put together. Um, so you're finding more individual clients, but you're making money instead of spending money trying to market yourself.
1: Exactly. Because what I'm doing is, is, is I'm leveraging someone else's, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's the word? I'm looking for. Right, their database is mm-hmm. another word I'm looking for too, but I'm, I'm leveraging their platform. Yes. Right? Yes. And I'm going because I know that the business I'm going to, they have the client base that I desire because through the research you've done that. So I'm leveraging their platform. They're really doing the, the, the work and they are filling the space because that's why I'm paying them. I don't market, I don't fill space, I don't do the work. They Mm -hmm. are filling the space and that frees me up to go get another group. Yeah. So you're right. I don't do any marketing. They do that. But they honestly don't have to do the marketing. These trips sell themselves. Yeah. So if you do like a wine group or something, definitely find one with with a wine club because they already have... Uh, 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 an attentive group of people a fan base already a fan base yeah right so i never approach a wine vineyard or winery that doesn't have a wine. even the vineyard that um wine bar that i the first one i partnered with Mm -hmm. wine bars have wine clubs okay and they not only did they have a wine club christy at that time they had a six-month waiting list wow so that told you that's great okay these are somebody i need to partner with If their owner said jump, they didn't ask how high. So they had a six-month waiting list. So, yeah, they rose to the top. (laughs) <laughs> nice. So you definitely, you know, want to partner with the ones with a wine club, because like you said, they already have a fan club. You don't have to do any of the work and and they don't really have to either. They send out a newsletter. They say, this is the trip we're taking next year. They don't ask, what do you think of this trip? They mm-hmm. announce the trip. Yep. This is the date. This is the trip. This is the cruise line. Here's the link. Here's our advisor. Here's her phone number. And my phone starts ringing. Mm-hmm. And nice. that's how it works.
0: That's a nice way to do it.
1: Yes, well, it's a it's a different time period. And you know who this is especially for? Agents who have been out of the industry a long time and now are coming back and think that they should are that marketing has hasn't changed. Mm, yep. And that you should still be marketing your business like you were 15, 20 years ago. And then they're in for a rude awakening. This is especially for them. Yeah. Because as you know, we don't market the same way we used to. No. (laughs) And, And do our businesses the same way. We just don't.
0: Completely different.
1: Yes, so a lot of times those agents are the ones that reach out to me and said, I, "I heard about your program. I've been in the business for this long, but I've been gone for the last ten and fifteen years, mm-hmm. and it's like coming back to a brand new industry."
0: Yep. Right. Yeah, it is.
1: So they especially benefit from this because they it, they have to change their mindset, yeah, on how to approach their business but I knew something had to change for mine and onesies and twosies was not cutting it anymore. So now I do much, much better for sales. Um, I had a good goal for this year and this year was supposed to be a banner year, but that's okay. Next year will be stellar. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> yep. Well, Michelle, I really appreciate
0: you taking the time Thank to you. share your story and um, help me convince other agents to kind of follow along and and do something like this if it sounds like
1: something they would enjoy. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope they take the advice and definitely focus on groups to grow your business. Yeah.
0: Isn't that a great story? I just love how confident she was in that idea like she got the idea and a month later hit the ground running with it and i love that she is willing to share everything she knows with you and help you start on this path as well if it's something that you want to do but again make sure it really is something that's going to fit your personality Uh, groups can be really great but there are some additional complications and things with it and you will have to reach out to businesses to find a group. It's not going to happen with the first one that you reach out to. So make sure that that's something that you feel comfortable with and that you want to do. But um, if it does, I think this is a great route to go and save yourself all the trial and error and just follow Michelle's program and Start being successful from the beginning. So, I hope you found that really useful. I do have a lot of great stuff coming up some interviews with US based suppliers and some other agents who have kind of found some different uh, business models to use that may be things that you find useful as well. So, please be on the lookout for those. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss a single one. And uh, please leave a review and let your friends know about the podcast as well. Reviews help other agents find the podcast in the podcast player and you sharing it does that as well. So I really appreciate that. Well, that's it for this episode. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.